1: Everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen TPFL. It is Friday. It is May 13th. Yes, Friday the 13th with 13 baseball games here. It is 2022. Joined today by my good woody, good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. What's up in Snicks? Snacks, man. I can't even talk. <laughs> I, I tried to like say oh man, I'm out. I'm out. You're doing the podcast by yourself. <laughs> Listen, I'm doing
2: great, man. Uh another day, another pod. Glad to be here. Uh should be an interesting slate overall because um man oh man is it loaded at the pitching position. So uh excited. Uh, always glad to come on and toss some MLB with you, man. It's 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 one of the great joys that I have in this industry.
1: Yeah. Um Let's get into it, buddy. We got, uh, listen, I've already messed up like five words and we're like two minutes into the podcast. So I'm sure only up from here. I mean, I guess that's one way to look at it. There's other ways that you could potentially look at it here, but um, <laughs> let's jump into it. We get started here. Houston at Washington taking on the Nationals, eight total in this game. Houston, a 160 favorite. Valdez against Josiah Gray. Start here with Framber Valdez. You kind of said it when you were just talking a few few seconds ago. This pitching slate is loaded. It's loaded. I am going to be very picky at pitcher today, just in general, because of how many great arms we have on this slate. So Framber Valdez is a guy that struggles with command and walks and his pitch count gets up quick, gets out of the game. Yeah. They let him go a hundred pitches, but to that flip side, how, how much upside does he really have at 8,200? If he, if he can't get into the, to the seventh inning or not walk people. So again, I'm going to be picky today, Will. And I think this is a spot that I'm going to pass on Framber Valdez.
2: Yeah. He's absolutely getting a fade. Uh, no way. I'm playing Valdez on this slate with I mean we've got I mean Steve, we just got top tier arms and top mid tier arms I'm no way I'm playing Valdez here I, just no way
1: Yeah I um, I mean when you're when you're looking at like the Washington lineup too there's just not a ton of strikeouts in this lineup um Hernandez is the only guy with a strikeout rate over 25% so just don't see a ton of upside here for Fram or Valdez and I mean, Josiah Gray, on the other side of this game, he's shown a little bit of strikeout ability in a couple matchups. But, I mean, those matchups are really kind of cupcake. Miami, Arizona, he struck out, you know, guys in those games. This is going to be a much better offense just in general. Um, looking at this team, it's not as low as it was over the last few years for the Astros, but, I mean, there's still good hitters in the top six, seven spots here, so... Again, I'm being picky, and I'm probably going to stay away here from Josiah Gray.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, no way I'd play him either, especially when he's more than Frankie. We've just got top-tier arms. He does have some strikeout ability, as you mentioned, but um, Houston's not not that team.
1: Yeah, I, you look at it, and Josiah Gray, since the start of last year, 5.6 X, 25% K rate, but a 12% walk rate as well. So, I mean, the – and he struggles mightily with left-handed hitters. So let's talk about some of these Houston lefties. Jordan Alvarez, just, he, he's one of the best power hitters in baseball. Um, he's expensive here at 5,700, but he has two home run upside in any matchup. Obviously, we're going to like Brantley. We're going to like Kyle Tucker. Um, Pena might not be in the lineup here, so we could potentially see um, someone else here. So we'll have to kind of pay attention to that. That could you know, open up maybe a cheap bat for Houston. But, yeah, I definitely don't mind looking at some of these power lefties in this spot. That's where Josiah Gray has kind of struggled here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, of course, I mean, my boy Michael Brantley coming in hot, 3,900. Hasn't, in my opinion, hasn't really gotten to that consistent, let me get you 10 to 12 fantasy points a game just yet, but I still think it's coming. He's at 3,900. I'm willing to keep doing it. Like you talked about these lefties, Tucker at forty-six. Um, and I mean, even, um, even, uh, Chaz McCormick at the bottom of the order at 3,700 writing, but I, ju- I just think there are ways for us to get creative, uh, if we want to get involved in this Houston offense. So I-, I like Houston a ton here against Josiah Gray for sure.
1: Any interest here in the Washington bats? I'm mean, backing up. You can always play Juan Soto
2: as a one-off. I know it's lefty-lefty, 5,300, don't hate it. Uh, Is is Nelson Cruz going to get back to his smash spot ways against lefties? Maybe. Uh, I think Washington is just one-off stuff. I don't think that this is a stack opportunity for us currently.
1: Yeah, I think how you you could potentially play Washington is a stack because Valdez is a guy that gets wild sometimes. You know, you get that inning where he walks two and then a home run. Um, All right, well, you know – that happens once and you know you get valdez out of the game kind of early the stack starts to work so i could see maybe like a little three-man bell Cruz soto something along like those lines or something like that we got toronto at tampa bay six and a half total in this game the blue jays a 125 favorite here on the road in tampa kevin gaussman going up uh, against drew asmussen uh, let's talk Gaussman, man. 10K off to a stellar start this season. Didn't have that like big strikeout upside last game, but it was a matchup against Cleveland, a pretty low strikeout team. You know, when we're looking at right-handed pitching against the team on the season, Cleveland, I think, is their lowest strikeout rate in baseball right now. Um, so Tampa, second highest strikeout rate in baseball against right-handed pitching. Our boy Gausman has monster upside in this spot. And this game's in Tampa with a, a really low total. I, I mean, I'm, I'm all about me, some Kevin Gausman in this spot, Will. Yeah, man,
2: at 10K against one of the highest strikeout teams in the MLB, sign me up for Kevin Gausman. I mean, this feels like, um, shall we say, Stevie, an absolute smash spot. Um, it, it's a good spot, man. I – Probably, in my, opi- in my opinion, one of the best spots on the night from a strikeout perspective. Uh, and if you look up and down this lineup, Stevie, outside of, outside of Wander Franco and Andy Diaz, I mean, we've got k rates through the roof. So Kevin Gausman, and he's in Tampa, Kevin Galsman should have his way with this lineup. I mean, last I checked, he was over 30% K-rate, like a 2.3 or 5 XFIP, somewhere around there. It's he's been stellar, like you said, and uh, I think it's all systems go here. He's absolutely worth the spin up on this slate.
1: The other side of this game, Drew Rasmussen. I mean, Drew Rasmussen is a good pitcher. Um, my worry is he hasn't gone over 90 pitches yet this season. Toronto is a very good offense that doesn't strike out a lot. We're loaded with pitchers on this slate. I think I put Drew on the shelf, but I, I I don't think I play hitters against him today.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you hundred percent. Um not worried about Drew in terms of playing him, but I don't want to pick on him either. So I'm I'm full steam ahead. Full steam ahead. No Drew.
1: Any interest in the Toronto bats?
2: I think just one offs. Uh, kind of the same for me with, with Houston. I know you felt a little bit stronger about the Houston stack. I mean, the uh, um, Washington stack than I did. But in this particular case, I still yeah, – you can play Vlad against anybody, but I, I don't really want to stack against Houston.
1: Yeah, I think this is a spot I, I probably stay away from. Both bats on both sides. This game in Tampa, in the Dome, two really good pitchers. We see a six-and-a-half total here. and. The, my problem is, like, Vlad's 56, Bichette's 51, Springer's 5K. The other side, Brandon Lau is 4,700, Wander Franco's 5,300. Like, there is no discount for being in a pitcher's ballpark with two really strong pitchers. So, I just, I like I like the idea of playing Gaussman here and then just kind of staying away and hoping this game is, like, 2-1, 2 you know, something along those lines.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: For sure. Seattle at New York taking on the Mets. This game has a seven total, and the Mets are a 225 favorite here. We got Marco Gonzalez against Max Scherzer. We'll start here with Max Scherzer, or no, Marco Gonzalez. Always start with the away team. I was kind of just skipping over Marco Gonzalez, to be honest. He's 5,700. He's cheap. Uh, going up against the Mets team in city field, but that's all. He, that's all. That's it. That's all he got. Um, I have no interest in Marco Gonzalez. There are some strikeouts here, but it's just a pass spot for me.
2: Oh, no, forget it. No way I'm playing Marco on this slate. Even at 5,700, no.
1: Max Scherzer, though, 10 4, going up against Seattle in city field. I mean, if you can afford Gaussman Scherzer combos, Ooh. like. It might be a day that you double dip and just p- play these guys, look for, you know, a punt catcher, a punt shortstop type plays uh, and still get your stacks in there. But, I mean, Max Scherzer, 34.3% strikeout rate on the season, 14.6% swinging strike rate. And, I mean, the Seattle team is is iffy right now. There's a lot of strikeouts here. Um, yeah, it's just... You know, they're another team that there's there's plenty of strikeouts in this lineup, just top to bottom.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you 100%. Um, definitely go with – if you can double-barrel it, Stevie, and I have looked at that already. I mean, if you go Scherzer-Gausman Gauss, and for what it's worth, let me say this, I do have Gaussman ahead of Scherzer today. Um, I do too. I think, yeah, yeah, I, I think was a better play than Scherzer. But if you can double-barrel it, I think – you can pull it off today. Um, I mean, it leaves you just in general 3,700 to build the rest of your lineup. And like you talked about, if you can punt catcher and shortstop and get the right plays there and get you some points, like now you've made this 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 bill very serviceable. So uh, I love this spot for Scherzer and Gaussman. Um, but Scherzer, in his own right, like you talked about, man, 30-plus percent K rate again this season. Um I I love it here. I mean, I'm not afraid of the Seattle Mariners by any stretch of city field.
1: Yeah. And honestly, you know, the bats in this spot, I have no interest in Seattle whatsoever.
2: Yep. Nope. Not at all.
1: And then as far as like the Mets go in this spot, obviously I like Pete Alonzo. You know this dude has a 315 ISO since the start of last year against left-handed pitching. He has monster upside. If I'm playing Alonzo, Mark Kana has been someone that has been cracking the lineup against left-handed pitching and getting good lineup spots. Um, he's 3200, so maybe, maybe Alonzo, Kana, and maybe like a Marte type of stack. I don't mind like a little three man, but you gotta you gotta remember Marco one is a is a ground ball pitcher that doesn't typically get blown up. And two, I mean he has been allowing some home runs this year, so that's fantastic for a stack. But um two, this game's in city field, so um very pitcher-friendly ballpark.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I uh I'm with you on Connor. I th- I think Connor's starting to dare I say heat up a little bit. Stevie had a fairly nice day today. Mm-hmm. Um excuse me, at the plate. And so, you know, he's one of those guys, as he starts to get going, he's not going to hit a whole bunch of home runs, but, but he's going to hit singles and doubles. And if guys are on base, that's where he's going to get a lot of his fancy points. I, I love that call on Mark Connor At 3,200, especially if we're trying to double barrel, and you go with a little, like you talked about, a little three-man, you can probably get Alonzo, Davis, and Connor. And if, if JD's in there. And, and, I mean, that gives you basically the salary relief that you need um to kind of get something like that accomplished. I-, I love that call on Mark Connor. That's I- that's what I'm gonna write down, Steve in the blue notebook, Mark Connor today. I-, I like that.
1: All right, moving on. We got Baltimore at Detroit. This game currently sitting at an eight total. The Tigers a 145 favorite. We got Jordan Lyles going up against Eduardo Rodriguez. Any interest here in Jordan Lyles?
2: No. I, I mean I know it's Detroit, but I, I I just I don't want to say I can't see it because that wouldn't be true. I, I think I'm interested in Jordan Lyles in props, but not DFS.
1: I think if you're punting at pitcher today, he's the option. I don't see I can the, roll with that. I don't see the need to punt at pitcher today. Because we have, I mean, there's I think there's a lot of opportunity cost at pitcher if you're going to not play the top end guys. But if you're gonna punt at pitcher today, it's either it's either Lyles or um Silseth. Here's what I will say
2: he's already got his 20 point game with his 17 point game against Boston and KC. And people are gonna look at that and say, Oh, yeah, he's gonna dominate Baltimore uh Detroit. And Detroit's going to come and score twenty runs. Like I just, <laughs> I, you know what? It's like, nah, I'm not falling for that this time.
1: <laughs> no, I I hear you. I mean, Detroit's one of the worst offenses in baseball God, against right-handed awesome. pitching. Um, I think they have ten home runs on the year against right-handed pitching, which is the lowest amount of any team in baseball, and they're they're second worst in WRC plus. They have a twenty four percent K rate an 81 ISO, which is the worst in baseball. So I'm just saying, I don't think Jordan Lyles is a stud by any means, but I do think that if you're going to punt today, he is an option. It's just, I mean, he can get 20 or he can get five. He can get negative 10. The range of outcomes is massive. So, but Will, he is going to throw 90 plus pitches if he's pitching well. He's thrown 90 plus pitches in four straight games. um, So, he is an option today and I, I feel like that is just a nice way to say if you're going to punt, maybe you roll the dice a little bit here, but uh, the other side of this game, we got Ed Eduardo Rodriguez, um, a pickup from Detroit in the off season, finally had like that good game last time out. There's a lot of strikeouts in the Baltimore lineup, um, especially against left-handed pitching. So I mean, Eduardo at seventy one hundred. I, I don't hate this spot for him either.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I I'd probably feel a little bit better about Eduardo um, than uh, than Lyles. I, I'm really not interested in Erod either, though. Even on this slate, I mean, but but I think the thing is, it feels to me like Erod would have more upside than Lyle's, right? Like if e- Erod could come out, I mean, if he picked up. Like the last game against Houston, he had eight K's. I mean, if he got anywhere near eight Ks in this in this matchup, which he could, I mean, he's gonna be starting to get close to getting optimal, especially if he doesn't give up a lot of runs. So I I don't hate it.
1: All right, talk to me. Talk to me here about Baltimore bats in this spot
2: i think if you're playing baltimore bats you know this is this is a spot where maybe you take trey mancini at 3900 um but he's about the only guy i think i could maybe austin hayes as well but i feel like mancini would be your guy kind of a cheap one-off play um that, that has a little bit of upside
1: yeah i could see mancini for sure um Nevin has been somewhat a very small sample size. Tyler Nevin has been someone that has hit left-handed pitching really hard this year. It's it's a really small sample, but he's 2,700. So I think if you want to roll the dice there, um, I don't hate it. And then on the Detroit side, I mean, it is Jordan Lyles, all, 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 everything else aside. So if you want to go like Grossman, Baez, Meadows type of stack, it's still Jordan Lyles. Yeah,
2: I, mean, I get it. I get it.
1: Um, do you anything else to add to this one? Nope, I am good to go. All right, San Diego at Atlanta. Another total with a pretty low total here. Seven total in this game. Uh, the Braves, a one forty-five favorite. We got you, Darvish, going up against Max Freed. Um, any interest here in you, Darvish?
2: And Atlanta's been rough in terms of K rates. I do think you at eighty five hundred is interesting. I, I I think that's interesting enough for me to kind of take a shot at it. Um, you know, you does have some some strikeout ability. Not as high this season so far as he has been um, overall, but I, I don't I don't hate it. Um, you know, he's he's going to get up close to hundred pitches. He's going to be around a hundred. Um, I think if he's, you know, six and five and two thirds and he's at 98, they probably let him close it out. Um, so I I don't hate it because he's 85, but I still don't like him better than the Scherzer-Goswin combo.
1: Yeah, I, I like the price. I just don't like the matchup. Um, I, and with that being said, he dominated this team earlier this year. Um, I think he put up like 30 fantasy points or something against them. Like you Darvish can dominate any team in baseball. He hasn't been pitching the greatest over the last couple starts, and those were I mean, Pittsburgh, Miami will. Pittsburgh, Miami. And, and now he gets Atlanta in some of the best hitting conditions of the slate. Um, probably not gonna play a lot if any you darvish um in this spot but max freed on the other hand talk me off the ledge will um because we're seeing the the talent that everybody we we all knew it was there but like we're seeing max freed like dominate teams here um this season
2: yeah i mean he's coming right, and not now he's getting the cage too steve that's the yeah. thing like He's going the innings. The pitches are, you know, he's. They're going to let him go. Um, what I consider to be as close as he is to his threshold in whatever inning he is is in. So, like, if he's gone past the six and he's at eighty-two pitches, he's coming back out. Uh, you know, and wherever he ends up after the seventh, I think he's done. At any rate, through all of these innings, Steve, if you look starting with the Dodgers. Had eight Ks against the Dodgers. That was in L. A. Yep, and I mean these performances have been amazing. No reason to think he can't come out and do this against San Diego. You want to talk about another guy that we're probably interested in? It's definitely Max Freed at ninety
1: three hundred. So here's the thing with Freed, right? Um, I was super curious, and he is up about two mile an hour on his fastball. Since you know, since last season, and he is throwing his slider and curveball. His curveball has kind of stayed about the same, but his slider has been harder this season as well. Well, anybody that knows anything about baseball, when you can have an effective changeup, an above average slider, and a, I mean, he has an elite curveball. Like, uh, that's his thing, you know? Any, any report or scouting report or anything that, that you read on max freed it's going to tell you he has a v- above average very elite curveball um so yeah i'm worried about a couple of these guys but overall i just max freed's pitching too good right now not to have interest at 9300 i mean that's what it comes yeah. down to for me
2: yeah i mean i will say this i think if you want to take it the tear down, and I think earlier I was talking about we had good mid-tier arms. Like I was definitely talking about Max Freed and you pairing him with Galsman if you don't want to go double barrel. And so if you pair Max Freed with Gaussman, Stevie, that's mm-hmm. gonna open it up even more for you in terms of you know how you're gonna how you're gonna play your bats. And so you got Freed at 93, Galsman at, at 10, and now we're at 38. And then once again, if you still go that route where you take a cheaper catcher, a cheaper shortstop, then now, now it's really going to open some things up for you. So uh, currently right now, I definitely still have Kevin Galsman as number one. I think his matchup is slightly better. I'm willing to pay the extra 700 to get Galsman in. Uh, but if I had to choose between Freed and uh, and Max Scherzer right now, I think I'm leaning, leaning Freed, Stevie, taking that $1,100 discount, hoping that he gets close enough and that the one extra one extra bat that I can get in pays off for me with tremendous dividends.
1: Any interest in the Padres bats here?
2: Um, no, no interest.
1: Yeah, Matado wasn't sixty one hundred. Sure, maybe he's cheaper on FanDuel or Yahoo. I don't have pricing up in front of me, but at sixty one hundred against Max Fried, Nope. And then on Atlanta, um, they're all kind of expensive as well. So I just – it goes back to, you know, what we were talking about with the Toronto-Tampa game. You get two good pitchers. You get hitters that are not discounted at all. And I just feel like it's just not going to work out.
2: Yeah, I'm with you
1: 100%. All right, Red Sox, Rangers, 8.5 total in this game. Sort of a pick'em game pretty much everywhere. We got Pavetta against Dunning. Nick Pavetta, 7,500. Has not allowed a home run in the last three starts. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to work out here. Um, I, I don't have any interest in Nick Pavetta.
2: Yep, same here. No interest.
1: Hey, listen, he's been pitching a lot better than expected this he year. Has. He has. He has. I hope has, he can man. keep it up. I know he's 0-4, and his ERA is like 6 or something, but – hey, he's been pitching better than I expected. And then Dane Dunning on the other side of this game, he's had some good games this year. He's generating ground balls, um, keeping the walks okay. Um, The game that he pitched really well against Atlanta, I'm pretty sure he had a really good umpire behind the plate, and he kind of took advantage of it, um, if I remember correctly. I I don't think I'm playing Dane Dunning here at 6,700.
2: Yeah, I'm not doing it, but I have been impressed with Dane Dunning overall, Stevie, like just this season in general. Like he's been able to get, you know, up into that sixth inning category, even went seven and two-thirds against Atlanta as the seasons have gone on. And his pitch count's up, 98 against Atlanta, 100 against the the, uh, the Yankees. I'm not playing him today, but I definitely think if Dane sits around this price, there are going to be some advantageous spots for us. It's just not today, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think I can do it. Listen, Dane Dunning, he's not—he's a—he's a a prospect, right? He's—he's six in this organization. He's a prospect. It's just above average command, really low swinging strike rate. His his thing is I'm going to generate ground balls. So I feel like DFS upside wise, it's just not there for him. Um, As far as the Boston hitters go you gotta you gotta look at the flyball Boston hitters here against dunning he's a big time ground ball guy so I love devers um just in general but he's just so expensive I think if I'm playing Boston it's it's at least three I don't think I'm playing one offs because they're just kind of pricey here
2: yeah absolutely um I'm not really interested in this um uh, this Boston side much um so um yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be fading Boston the Boston office
1: mostly. Texas bats against Pavetta. I mean Corey Seager's under 5K. Yes, Simeon's 4K. Yes, Nate Low 3700. Um, okay, I could get behind doing at least a little mini stack here at Texas. I mean they're a favorite here against Boston, and I feel like the bats are the reason why.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you talk about Nate Lowe. You got Seager. Simeon at four K. Man, I mean, I I think. And look, he hasn't been hitting well, but God, he's he's got to come around, Stevie. Right, like he's not he's not going to hit like this all season. So, I I'm, I I don't mind that call on the Texas bats.
1: All right, cruising along here. We got the Yankees and the White Sox facing off in this one. Seven and a half total. Yankees are 170 favor. We got Garrett Cole against Vince Velasquez. Garrett Cole in Chicago taking on the White Sox. Cole has struggled a little bit to start the year, but so has the White Sox offense. So it's kind of the battle of, do you think the White Sox bats are going to get going? Or do you think Garrett Cole is going to get going? Um, Me personally, I'm on the Garrett Cole side here. I, I think when we're looking at an overview of this slate, and we're looking at Scherzer and Gaussman, well, I feel like Cole and Freed are, like, the next two guys to potentially, like, have massive ceilings. I guess Kershaw's up there as well. Um, Kershaw in a little bit tougher matchup. But I, I think the, like, ceiling guys on this slate, Scherzer, Gaussman, Cole, Freed.
2: Yeah, I can definitely, definitely get behind that. Scherzer, Gaussman, Cole, Freed. I'm, I'm with you. Um, I think for me in terms of, you know, where I'm at with, with Cole at 9,600, I think he I think he just take that shot, right? Like, I, I don't think he's as good of a player as Gaussman today for what it's worth, but, you know, he's got the upside. At, at some point, I mean, he almost cranked out 30 against Texas, six and a, six and a third, 10 strikeouts. Um, pitch count is back up. I –
1: i don't hate it at all yeah i i I mean i i love this spot you can get yankees minus one and a half and plus 120 on some books here um i love that and love that I, i think the yankees should be a much bigger favorite in this game and then vincent velasquez on the other side of this game velasquez has been massive reverse splits this season and you do not want to be massive reverse splits against the New York Yankees, Stanton, Judge, Donaldson. It doesn't matter if you're reverse splits because Anthony Rizzo can hit anything. So I am fully fading Vince Velasquez. And I think the Yankees stack best stack on the slate tonight.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to attack Vince Velasquez. Uh, If you can get Vince Velasquez uh, in the prop world, ladies and gentlemen, Uh, around 15-and-a-half pitching outs, just take the under. Oh, yeah. yeah. He hasn't really passed five innings all season. And we had him at 15-and-a-half, Stevie, against the Cleveland Indians, and the game got canceled for COVID. So I'm hoping that they don't try to, you know, run run the game on us and then bring him in at, like, 15, right, for this start and bring him back in at 15-and-a-half. I'm going to be stalking. Uh, uh, the prize picks board for that one. If we can get it, I'll shoot you a text and let you know it's up. And uh, if if you're if you're awake, that that's one for sure. I'm telling you, I'm I'm gonna be waiting for that one to Come out. All that to say, no way I play Vince Velasquez. Today.
1: My no uh, okay. So pitching outs. Just a quick prize picks question. I haven't done a lot of pitching outs. I'm a huge fan of going under on fantasy pitching points over there. If Vincent Velasquez comes in at fifteen and hits fifteen. It's just a push, not a loss. Correct. Correct. Okay, I just wanted to make sure correct. they score it like any other thing on there. So, yep. I, I mean, I think I take the under at fifteen.
2: Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would absolutely yep. take it. Yeah. So
1: I, I mean, that's kind of how I look at it. I don't. I don't see Vincent Velasquez going. I don't see him going deep into this game. Um, and. <laughs> Yeah, you just look at his numbers this year, man. A 419 Woba, 280 ISO, massive fly balls and hard contact to both sides, striking out lefties at a very high clip this year. Just, I don't know. Some of the teams that he's faced, weaker lefties, some high strikeout teams. Hasn't gone more than 90 pitches in a start. Yeah, I love the under there. Uh, I'm with you on that. and I love the Yankees. This is the only problem with double barreling your pitcher today. Because the Yankees are just in a fantastic spot. The one thing that I will say is Donaldson is way too cheap. I know it's not a lefty, but Donaldson's way too cheap in this spot.
2: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, come on. 4K, probably, I would say, Stevie, don't we think he should probably be 4,500 minimum in this spot? Probably. I would say 45 minimum. Um, so I'm with you. Josh Donaldson, 4K, sign me up. Um, You know we got Judge at fifty nine hundred, my boy Rizzo at fifty four hundred. Just the Yankees are in a
1: good spot, man. Real. I mean, you just when you're stacking the Yankees, you just plug in Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, and then you kind of look and see how you want to potentially get your stack a little bit different. Um, But I feel like you're you're plugging in those three guys and then just building around it. Um, White Sox bats. I don't want to play White Sox in a thirteen game slate against Garrett Cole.
2: Yeah, same here.
1: All right, cruising. We got Guardians and Twins, eight and a half total in this game. The Twins, a 165 favorite. Savelli against Sonny Gray. Uh, it's been a while, but um, any interest here in Aaron Savelli? No. Yeah, I am still so tilted about his last game. <laughs> um, just the eight strikeouts and so many, so many potential runs that the Toronto Blue Jays left on the board there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm out here. I don't want to play uh, Civili, and then Sonny Gray. I really don't know what to expect. Right? Oh, no. Came I'm back. Not, I'm not
2: playing Sonny Gray. Yeah, <laughs> he came back
1: and he threw what 66 pitches. Um, I just. I don't think he pitches deep and Cleveland's not a high strikeout team. So I think we let him kind of go out here, get stretched out a little bit more and we potentially jump on him in his next start. I will say though, Will, at 6,400, he's kind of priced in there for the matchup in the last pitches, but I still don't think I can do it today.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm not doing it at 6,400. No way. I mean, between Stephen Kwan and Jose Ramirez, he's going to throw 25 pitches. (laughs) (laughs) We're laughing, but I I mean, okay, that might have been an exaggeration. I'd say he gets to 15 pitches between those two at at least, unless, you know, he throws one across the plate and they actually swing at it. Like, it's – they're going to work him here. I don't – so, yeah, there it is
1: there it is all right let's talk bats here on the cleveland side against sunny gray i don't want to go out of my way i mean you can always play ramirez kwan has gotten to the point where he's kind of pricey he's a, he's a point machine don't get me wrong um but on a 13 game slate a guy that doesn't isn't going to typically hit home runs probably a lot for a guy um at his price so I mean, the guy that I really like here for Cleveland is someone that just haven't adjusted his price. It's Josh Naylor. This dude's been crushing the ball. Um, he has hits in nine of his last 10 games. He has three home runs over the last two games. I love the price tag for Naylor. You know, we talk about stud pitching and needing some value. I think he's a great value player.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you 100%. You know, you talked about uh, guys that don't strike out, and he's definitely on the list. Um, I, I'm in, I'm I'm in on Josh and man, 3,400. He's a guy that can definitely, uh, open it up for us a little bit. Um, I don't mind Steven Kwan at 47 here in this spot. And then of course, you know, the big dog, Jose Ramirez is 5,900. Uh, don't hate him either. Um, especially if they rough up, uh, if they rough him up some, like he, I mean, it is what it is. I think Cleveland's a good stack here. I think Cleveland's a a very good stack on this slate.
1: Minnesota, um, I think they're interesting here. Sevilla, a a guy that, I mean, outside against Toronto, doesn't typically strike out. He gives up hits. He gives up runs. um, Walks some guys every once in a while. I'm going back to the well. I stacked against him in his last start. Um, I like Buxton here for sure. Polanco, Gary Sanchez, Max Kepler. I could see stacking Minnesota in this game.
2: Absolutely. Uh, definitely another team. And I'm not about game stacks like that for sure. But yeah, this is definitely a spot. You talk about Polanco, Kepler, 3,600, 4,300. Like these are the prices I want to pay Stevie when, I, when I'm when i thinking about going double barrel at pitcher. So, I mean, you can get Max Kepler, a guy that's got home run upside. Um, you know, and, and you can almost piece together a really good quality team. Uh, some of these other bats that we've talked about earlier, like a Trey Mancini at 39, like you, you can get the job done. So I, I, I like the twins here, man. I mean, they're just, they're cheap. Like you can stack these guys against Savale with Byron Buxton and just still have a massively quality lineup. Uh, love it. Love it.
1: San Francisco at St. Louis. We got Logan Webb going up against Jordan Hicks in this one. This game currently at seven and a half. Um, Giants are 120 favorites. Logan Webb, 9,200 here. Um, Any interest in Webb going up against St. Louis?
2: I don't hate it because of the predominantly right handedness of the lineup. Um, And Logan Webb, while he might not come out and get eight strikeouts a game, you look at the last game against St. Louis, the only thing that hurt him was he just gave up too many runs, Stevie. Like the strike, he he got seven strikeouts. So if he cannot uh, get out of control, he had eight hits against him and two walks. And that's just because St. Louis is going to make good contact. They're not going to strike out a ton. But he also still got the seven strikeouts because of the predominant right-handedness of the team if he doesn't give up those runs if he only gives up two runs now he's sitting at you know around 20 fantasy points so i don't hate webb the problem is do i think he's better than max free today and the answer is no so he probably gets the x for me and that's the main reason why it's just so many quality pictures you talked about being selective i'm 100 percent behind you if i gotta choose between Webb and, and free is free webb gets the x
1: I mean, that's what it comes down to, right? It just comes down to you're not paying much more to get a guy that can put up 30. Yeah, Logan Webb put up 30 earlier this season against San Diego. It was his best game of the year. Um, he just faced this St. Louis team at home in San Francisco. Four earned runs, eight hits, five innings, seven strikeouts. Just was off, could not generate a ground ball against this Cardinals team. If it was a different slate, I Logan Webb would be on my list today. If yeah. Logan Webb was on either of the last any of the last three days, he was on the list for me. Um, good against righties, struggles against lefties. This is a good lineup for him. Um, just in general, it's just at, at ninety at ninety two hundred. I'm going freed for a hundred dollars more. I'm going coal for four hundred dollars more. I'm finding the eight hundred dollars for Gaussman. I just I cannot do it here. Um, if if I'm in this range, I probably even go down to like a Patrick Sandoval going up against Oakland. Um, so, yeah, I think it's Sandoval pitching, but um and Jordan Hicks on the other side of this game, Giants solid offense, Jordan Hicks not pitching deep into games too many options today i'm out on jordan hicks here
2: yep no way i'm playing jordan hicks today
1: talented pitcher man um i want to see him get stretched out and be potentially a starting pitcher for this team but i don't think that's what they want him to do um a big time ground ball guy could pitch well here probably not going to stack against him um what are your thoughts on the san francisco bats
2: I mean, if they were in that really cheap range, I think I'd be a little bit more interested. But I don't think – I mean, they are cheap, don't get me wrong. But I don't think they're cheap enough for me to have to play them. Um, I think I'm going to pass.
1: Yeah, I think – I think I – Okay, so I don't. If you want to do like a little three man with like Jock Peterson, Brandon Belt, and Yaz, Yaz at thirty eight hundred is a fair price. Um, I could get behind that price tag. Jock Peterson has home run upside. Brandon Belt, he's just a solid hitter. Um, you know, we don't give people don't give Brandon Belt enough credit, man. This guy's a solid, not. Hitter. solid hitter. Not. Yeah. Um, the other side of this game, you know, we talked about Webb much better against righties and lefties. They scored so, – they're so expensive. Um Juan Yepes at 3,500 is still too cheap if he's going to continue to hit fourth in this lineup. Um, if you want to, like, pair him with, like, an O'Neal and a Carlson or something, Carlson's super cheap at 3,200. It's just – if you do that, you're playing three outfield spots on a mini stack, and that's just not going to work most times.
2: Yeah, um – yeah, I'm. I'm not going to try to attack Webby. This this game, I kind of view it um, similar to the Freed Darvish matchup. I just, I just don't see the value in lo- loading up on any bats.
1: All right, well, moving on. We got some cores. We got Kansas City. We got Colorado. We have Zach Greinke in cores. Oh, <laughs> buddy. Going up against Kyle Freeland, 10-and-a-half total in this game. The Rockies are one forty favorite. Zach Greinke in course. Whew, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fade him here. I'm not gonna play Zach Greinke.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't don't do it, Steve. Please. Yeah,
1: gonna pass. Please. I don't want to play him. I'm guessing you don't have any interest. Negative.
2: No interest in Zach Greinke whatsoever.
1: Kyle Freeland. I mean, Kyle Freeland's a solid pitcher. It's just – what's crazy is the Royals actually can go very right-handed heavy, and in cores, I'm going to pass here on Freeland. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm with you 100%. Don't hate – I actually don't hate Freeland as a pitcher. Like, he's a guy that I sneakily play a little bit from time to time, like in the right spots. Don't think this is the right spot. If he was facing Detroit at 5,800, sign me up. But he has pitched well. Over the past few
1: uh, few starts here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the chalk build today is Kansas City stack with two top-end pitchers because it's very easy to do. Um, Kansas City is – they're just too cheap for being in course. Like, there's a lot of cheap bats that should be in the lineup here for Kansas City. We're going to see Taylor probably – bat eighth or ninth, but get some ownership here because he's 2,600 facing a lefty. Whit Merrifield's 44. Wit is 44. Dozier's 43. Sal Perez is expensive at 53, but probably not high enough. Um, yeah, I think the, the chalky build today is Kansas City and two top-end pitchers.
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know how I feel about Coors uh, in, in terms of me just kind of not playing them. But the bottom line is this. Like you talked about, they're they're just too cheap um, for the spot, so I I don't hate it at all.
1: Rockies. Gosh, I hope the Rockies go overlooked on this slate. I highly doubt it happens. I really do. But I hope Zach Reiki as a name just keeps the ownership down on Colorado in this spot. And, like, Kansas City is just a chalk team. But I love – the Rockies in this spot. Zach Greinke pitches the contact. And if you do that in cores, yeah, buddy, let's go.
2: Yeah, I, I can get behind that 100%. Greinke um, has been, shall we say, not good, but it's been getting by, you know what I mean? Like he That's, hasn't That's really the been...
1: nicest way to put it, Will.
2: Yeah, he hasn't been good, he's been getting by. Like he hasn't really been shelled. You think that you think that matchup's come where it's like, oh yeah, he's getting shelled, and then it just kind of doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not playing the cranky.
1: All right. We got the cubbies at Arizona, Drew Smiley, Zach Davies facing off in this one. Eight and a half total. Pick him game. Diamondback's a slight favorite here. Uh, any interest here in Drew Smiley? No. Yeah, 7,300. He threw 94 pitches last time out, and he still struggled so much that it's, it's just really tough to play him in any spot right now. Um, Zach Davies on the other side of this game. He threw 104 pitches uh, against the Rockies last time out, and he actually had a pretty solid game. He's 6K, going up against the Cubs. There's some strikeouts in this lineup. If I'm playing 150, I probably put him as a punt pitcher today. But I don't necessarily love it. I just don't love a lot of people in this range.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you 100%. I, I just – I can't do it, though. <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't.
1: Um, Cubs-Bats, what do you like here for the Cubs.
2: Uh, Ian Happ is 3700 Stevie. Um, yeah, that's a good
1: price.
2: I mean, man, I, I'm i all aboard that. I, I think that's a great price for him. Um, in fact, Stevie, he's probably one of my favorite plays on the slate at that price against Zach Davies. I, I like Ian Happ a lot today. I know he strikes out, but I don't care. Like, this is a spot where he could get off.
1: Hey, you want to see it, right? You, I mean – Here's the thing though. Like if Suzuki doesn't play, the lineup is definitely going to be a little bit weaker. It just kind of goes back to my point that it, it's not the craziest thing to roll out Davies. I mean, it is kind of oh, crazy. God. Oh God. Uh, as far as Arizona bats go, Jordan Luplo 4,100. This dude is a, it's a, he's a lefty masher. We're going to go. Where's Cardi at Cardi? <laughs> Jordan Luplow is a lefty masher. Um, he's my new one. <laughs> James McCann got a little old and he's not hitting as hard anymore. So, like, my new lefty masher is Jordan Luplow. So, obviously, yeah. I like him and I think Walker, Nick Ahmed, these guys are cheap. And I like this spot against Smiley. Smiley's someone that gives up home runs. Absolutely. Um,
2: I like Luplow. I'm waiting for Ketel Marte, Stevie, to kind of just string together some big games. Uh, you got Christian Walker at 3,700. Uh, Nick Ahmed might be a cheap shortstop du jour today at 3,400. Like this, this could get a, this could be a really interesting cheap stat if you decide to go Scherzer, Gausman. Um,
1: Yeah, I think I'm with you on Arizona being a cheap stack here. I kind of like them. Um yeah. you know, there's some really there's some really cheap pieces here on the Arizona team that, that have plenty of pop. Um, so kind of on board with the Arizona stack here. Um up next, we got LA at Oakland. There's no total out in this game, and I really don't know who's pitching. <laughs> um <laughs> we, we know I've seen like I've seen like multiple reports of like three different pitchers so we have no idea who's pitching for the angels in this game i'm just going to go out on on record and say that um at bat right now is showing silseth um so we'll see if that's the case or not um i'm going to click and see so he has been confirmed okay so he is confirmed the starting pitcher in this game um double a pitcher will i i pulled him up before we got started so i just had to find the page really quick but not a top-end prospect they i mean everything that i've read about him is like this dude was projected to be in the bigs like two years from now um very raw very very raw here um in double A this season, he started five games. He has 37 strikeouts and 26 innings with an 18.5% swinging strike rate. It's double A. But he has some big-time strikeout ceiling. It's just the command seems the biggest problem with him from everything that I read. He's oh. 5,500 going up against Oakland, um, and he started five games. He's averaging a little over five innings per game. Do we roll the dice here and take a chance because it's Oakland, one of the worst offenses in baseball? I think if you're running 150,
2: maybe you take him in 5 to 10%. I think that's what you do.
1: I think you got to see what the ownership is, too, because if this dude's yeah. going to be 15%, 20% owned to stack cores, then that's, again, where I think I, I just rolled the dice and maybe played Jordan Lyles. I pay, it, like, <laughs> it, it, like, pains me oh, so God. much to say that. It just pains me Jordan to say Liles. that. Jordan
2: Lyles. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No way I'm playing Forget
1: it. All right. Go to the other side of this game. We got Jeffries (laughs) here. Um, Any interest in Jeffries at 6,200? Negative. Yeah, I'm out. Um, (laughs) Out. The Angels are going to be loaned on this slate as a stack. Just because of how pricey they are. But I think if you are like punting with a pitcher and you want a stack that's just going to be different, The Angels are your late-night hammer on this slate.
2: Absolutely. This reminds me – oh, man, who used to stack the Angels up every night late? Um, Boggs (laughs) uh, Well, yeah, Boggs. (laughs) There was one other person. Um, That's funny to me. (laughs) Man, who, who was it? At any rate, it'll come to me later on. Um, one of the OGs though, man, man, he'd stack up the angels and every night. And this was when, um, uh, Pujols was there. Uh, <laughs> he'd have Pujols in there as well, man. I, oh, who was it? Jeez. Anyway, I like the angels here. I think it's a good spot. I mean, you, you can get little tiny trout. The problem is I'm not going to be able to afford all of these guys. And even Taylor wards up to 5,600. Now Brandon Walsh, I mean, Jared Walsh, excuse me, 4,300 Brandon Marsh, 44. I just can't afford them all. I'm going to have to be very selective, um, which means I'm going to need some 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 of these pieces from the bottom of the order, and this is where Chad Wallet might come in at 2,100 as a cheap catcher uh, to allow me to get that done.
1: Oakland, I mean, it's a young pitcher making his debut. It's just Oakland. The bats are just so bad. They're just so cheap. Um, I think if you're Oakland, you're you're at least mini stacking them. I, I could see a one off of like Seth Brown or Jed Lowry just because they're so cheap. Tony Kemp if he hits leadoff. I could see like that type of like one off, but I think if you're if you're stacking Oakland in this spot, you're just I'm gonna play a little mini stack and see what happens. Tight in the spot. Yeah, for sure. All right, we finish it out. Philadelphia at LA taking on the Dodgers this game. Eight total. The Dodgers a two thirty favorite. Kyle Gibson going up against Clayton Kershaw. Any interest here in Kyle Gibson? No.
2: <laughs> Heavens, no. Not against the Dodgers. Uh, he's had struggles with the Mets. What do you think he's going to do away from home in the Dodgers stadium, in the Dodgers ballpark? I just, I can't, I can't do it.
1: Yeah. I, um, so the last start against the Mets, I was like digging through, um, trying to figure out what was going on with Kyle Gibson. And I feel like Kyle Gibson is a guy at the start of last year that was throwing 93, 94. And this year he's in the like 91 nineties range. And like last year when they got like the sticky stuff got banned, his velocity dipped a lot too. I just don't know. I'm not going to make any assumptions. A lot of pitchers <laughs> used it. Let's be honest. A lot of pitchers. Yeah. Used it. His velocity has dropped a lot, so um, definitely worried about Kyle Gibson. I'm not playing him against the Dodgers, and then Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw is my least favorite out of the stud pitchers on this slate, so he's probably going to throw a complete game shutout, no hitter type game.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's how it works. That works. But Dave Roberts isn't gonna let him go. It, it won't that's matter true. what what we think. Dave <laughs> no, Roberts is going say, into the no. seventh.
1: You're at 91 pitches. I'm yanking you. <laughs>
2: yeah, 81 to be yeah. exact. Hello. 81 pitches. He's like, nah, nah we've seen enough. Yeah. You're out. I said, Yep, that's Dave Roberts for you. Uh so I there's no way I play Kershaw on this slate. He doesn't have enough upside for me versus Gaussman or 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 Kershaw. I mean, or yeah. Scherzer.
1: He's had stellar games. He he pitched against Cubs last time out, and he was having a stellar game. He was at 81 pitches. Nope. Seven. Yeah, not going back out for the eighth. Um, so <laughs> he could have made it.
2: He probably could have made it.
1: He could have finished that game.
2: Yeah. The whole if you game. look
1: at the average, he he would have been, you know, really close to being able to finish that game.
2: Yeah. You think he probably got through that inning with maybe 12, 13 pitches. He's sitting around 92, 93, He could have went back pitches. out
1: for the eighth and been under 100 pitches still. And yeah, for sure, for sure. It, that's all I needed to see. I, I mean, <laughs> all joking aside, at 10-2, you know, he dominated Minnesota in his first start of the season, 13 strikeouts, and he just hasn't done it since. Seven strikeouts is fantastic, but seven strikeouts, six innings, 85 pitches is is 25 points. 25 points at 10-2 is not enough today. Uh is like that? I'll go out on record and you you can you know I could be proved wrong obviously and I'll admit if I'm wrong but I, I just feel like this is a spot 25 at Kershaw's price not enough.
2: Nope, it is not.
1: And if it is, then I'm getting crushed today cuz I think Scherzer and Gaussman have 35 plus in them so just say that too (laughs) Nope. all right let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here for the weekend under 8k to get six or more strikeouts will who do you got today
2: uh this one should be fairly easy uh let's go Oh god! Well, Stevie, I'm not doing it. Give me, give me, uh, Nick Bavetta.
1: Yeah, mind that. I'm going Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, I was, I was happy you left him there for me, but I'm going to go Eduardo Rodriguez. I think he's. One of a few guys that can get six more strikeouts in this price range. Um, Over 8K to score under 15. Who is your bust today?
2: Uh, Fairly easy on this one. Definitely going uh, Kyle Gibson.
1: Yep, I love that one. Yeah, I'm going to go – I don't even think this is like a crazy hot take, but I'm going to go Drew Rasmussen here against Toronto. Yeah, I like it. Good picture. Just tough pot, tough, tough spot. Um, over 4K to go yarn, not in cores. Who do you got today? Let's go.
2: Hmm. Give me your on Alvarez.
1: I love it. I'm going to go with the Bash brothers. I'm going to say Judge and Stanton both go yard today. Like it. Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bet that you like to get two hits today?
2: I'm going to give you my boy. Give me Michael Brantley. But you guys already knew that one was coming. Uh, So give me my secondary today. I talked about him a little bit earlier. Give me Trey Mancini at 3,900.
1: So you talked about this guy, and I was like, oh, he's totally going to take my guy Um, that I had already written down. But you didn't. Uh, give me Ian Happ at 3,700. Um, yeah. I really like when you started talking, I was like, oh man, I'm going to have to search and scroll and find someone else. But I like Ian Happ a lot today. He's cheap. There's a few really good cheap bats I, on this slate just in general. Can, can, I, give, can I give a bonus
2: one today, Steve? Let's Stevie? go. Do it. I mean, I like Max Kepler too at 36. Like, I just, there, yeah. there's guys out there that we talked about that I got here. But yeah, Kepler's another one at 36.
1: I, I like him a lot as well. Give me a stack to score six or more runs today.
2: I'm not going with the Yankees. I think that was obvious. Uh, I'm going to go with with the team that we maybe were kind of on, but didn't really talk about it too much, let's let's say. I'm actually going to go with the Arizona Diamondbacks.
1: That's my pick. Yeah, that's who I had written down to. Um <laughs> Well, then I'm going to take the Yankees. Because <laughs> I, I got feel <laughs> like uh, I'm tired. I'm not using brain power. Give me the Yankees. <laughs> I got <gotcha>. you. <laughs> um well, it's always fun, man. I know you'll be posting some stuff over there in the prop shop throughout the day tomorrow for prize picks and some other prop stuff so make sure you guys are checking that out. Um that's going to wrap it up here for Friday. Hope everyone has an awesome weekend. If you're playing NASCAR, I'll see you over there in the NASCAR package. we got a truck race on Saturday night and a cup race on Sunday. So hope everyone has an awesome weekend. We'll be back talking baseball Monday. Good luck. We'll see you then.